I'm Dan. And I'm Alex. And welcome back to On Air. I have to say, it feels very weird to yeah. say this when we're sitting face to face. I know. I, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with it. <laughs> I'm hoping that it gets better over the course of the, of the episode. Yeah. And just, guys, as a hint, for those that haven't yet seen or maybe you're not consuming this via YouTube, we are for the first time in vision. So you can actually see us speaking to you now because Dan decided to ambush me again. Yeah. And and rocked up to Doha this morning. So, marhaba, welcome to Qatar. It feels appropriate that we are in vision for the first time. Yeah. The very first time that someone can actually see us in full screen all around them on the Vision Pro. Yeah, so the Apple Vision Pro, which we yeah. wanted to speak about and we said we'll save yeah. for this time. So, if you have a Vision Pro and you're listening to this... <laughs> and you're able to watch us on the Vision Pro. Can they do a screen recording on a Vision Pro? Is that a thing? Yeah. Must be, because yeah, that's how we've seen can. the stuff. Then uh, then that will be cool to see. But yeah, look, you're in Qatar. We said we have to somehow appear for the first time in Vision because yeah. we couldn't just stick to the routine of, you know, <laughs> know. catch up from your hotel room, Dan. Like, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll, we'll speak remotely. So, yeah. And it, it, it's especially strange because we're we've learned to do the podcast a certain way yeah and now it's like retraining us because now it feels like we're talking to a human <laughs> true i know yeah i mean well this is it but we're hoping of course i mean this was always the intention isn't it is that whenever or wherever we can be in the same place at the same time yeah we'll try and do it in vision so stick with us guys we're a little bit in experiment mode i think yeah. But we're going to roll with it and we'll see how we go. Exactly. We just wanted to take this chance yeah. to do a video. Of course. And, you know, I was telling you, I flew in this morning yeah. from Dubai. And it, you guys had crazy storms here last night. Right? Yeah, it was it was very late, but it w wasn't long. I mean, I heard there was one massive kind of clap of thunder that shook all of the glass. Yeah. And I thought, oh, God, here we go. Because you know what it's like in this region. When it does yeah. storm, <laughs> it can storm. But... uh. I mean, it wasn't anything that I then noticed. I continued to fall asleep, so I don't think it was so bad. That's so... Okay, that's crazy because we woke up at 4 a.m. this morning and the building was shaking oh. and we had blackout curtains. But I noticed how it was like someone was taking a photo in the oh, bedroom wow. while I was sleeping because it got so bright. And it was literally going, you know, underneath and above the curtain. So then... We were going to get up at six, but we didn't sleep much because it was just lightning, lightning. So then I'm like, oh, great. And I know in this region when there is bad weather, air traffic is n does not do well. Well, it's not just air traffic, is it? It's like everything, everything. because there, there's no real, you know, when, when they're constructing these cities, there's no real attention to the fact that it might rain, you know, once or twice a year yeah. and things like that. So sometimes then when it does, I mean, the roads fill up immediately with, with flooding Air traffic can be a little yeah. bit, you know, it, it, it's more akin to the impact of a severe, severe, severe winter storm in the US, for example. Exactly. And I, so I remember the first time we were in the Gulf when it was raining yeah. and we wanted to order food on Kareem. Oh, God. <laughs> and there was like a pop up that goes, because it's raining for the safety of our drivers, we've suspended all operations. And we look outside and we're like, this is every day in Gothenburg. <laughs> this is just normal. And now they're but on God in Gothenburg, you're not really ordering on those applications. Oh, there's are you? nothing. They don't <laughs> exist. Exactly. It's funny because the last time there was extreme weather here that lasted more than just an hour and was a few days. Yeah. This was in like October or something. Yeah. 
I can remember going to order again something because this is this is how it is. It's very instant, isn't it? In yeah. terms of everything is at anyone's disposal within 30 minutes uh, in terms of a delivery. And I remember the weather was so bad. I was going to press order and I was like, you know, I don't want to risk this guy's life. Like oh, this. Yeah, nice. I don't need it that much. I can okay. wait till tomorrow. So okay. I didn't. <laughs> so it wasn't just a drizzle. It was. No, no, it was. It was. I mean, I wouldn't have gone out and had bought yeah. what I wanted. So I feel not fair to make the guy who's going to bring it go through that for something that I definitely could have waited for. So that's what I did do. Okay, well. that's good. Yeah. One time in, in 2022, Oscar and I had COVID mm. and we were quarantining in a hotel in Gothenburg. And there's like one of the nicer Swedish chains, although it's not, I wouldn't say it's anything fancy. It's what's called the name? Clarion. It's a part of, uh, uh, what's it called? Choice Hotels, basically. Sounds like an allergy tablet. <laughs> it kind of does so there's two clarions in gothenburg which is like oh my gosh you know you go to a city and there's like multiple hiltons or marriott's yeah for example so we ordered a lot of takeout food because we were staying in the middle of the city and we're like you know it's not that hard to find but literally the drivers didn't understand the concept that there can be more than one hotel with the same brand name in a city. Oh, so they no. kept going to the most famous one. And then we had to explain, no, there's a different one. What do you mean? We're at Clarion Hotel. No, there are two <laughs> Clarion Hotels. So yeah, anyway, um, the That's rain. Like, but wait, before, yeah. you know in Asia, they're quite big on the whole, the business card, aren't they? The business card of, of the property that you're staying at in order yes. for you to go around. And I don't, ever come across that in europe no but i always find in asia especially in china you know the moment you're leaving they're like wait sir don't leave without this so that you're able to because i guess it's got it on english on one side mandarin on the other side and then they're able to i like that but it is good things because think like okay you're in france yeah and and even in paris there's so many it's hard to navigate if you're not from there you know yeah okay if you have google maps it's one thing but for some people, it could be very helpful to be like, "This is especially where." Especially if you come across, especially if you come across the either the Parisians or the French, where where you uh, tu prends l'anglais, and they're like, "Nope." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know they that do. they do. <laughs> yeah, but also we can't expect it. You know, we have yeah. to. Oh, I know you. You're like me. We always like try to make an effort with the yeah, especially like the please and thank yous and so on. I'm not yeah. talking about in French. I and mean, French is the language that I did study, but. You studied Some, French? I did. I did too. I didn't know that. Yes. So episode 23 will it's be coming in French. fluent in French. <laughs> yeah. yes. Oui, so Air France. Okay. Air France. Ah la la. Air France. Ah la la. Okay. That's like I told you before. You know the small little airline of the subsidiary of Air France? Hop. Up. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So there's also a store, isn't there? Yeah. You said Aleop. Aleop. Yeah, and yeah, I remember I was standing with all the Airbus stuff and they were watching this little ATR depart yeah. the Airbus facility and they were all like, oh, alley up, alley up, alley. And I was like, is this the actual airline name or yeah. something? Or they, <laughs> why are they all saying let's hop? And, you know, but as so, they link it with the store name. Yeah. And then it's like an expression of like, let's hop. And, I know. Yeah. So this makes let's me not. think of, this makes me think of, I'll skip to the flight because do you think it's, I don't want to say rude, but I want to ask what you think about someone who doesn't speak English. Yeah. Just like go boarding a flight and just rambling to the crew in their home language, trying to make some requests. So on today's flight, there were so many Russian, well, Russian speakers. Right. Just talking in Russian to the crew. And they were like, 
we don't speak Russian. And, and of course, you're flying from Abu Dhabi to Doha. Yeah, so, so there's nothing there's to no do with, with Russia. No, I just think you can't you can't do that. I mean, there's two sides, isn't there? At least when it comes to English, English is the international language. Yeah, that is widely accepted everywhere. At the same time, I would never expect, you know, for example, if I'm on a if I'm on a domestic flight in Thailand, right? Yeah, I I don't remember the last time I was on a domestic flight. It's <laughs> have been you a while. Ever? Yeah, I have. I did. I did Chiang Mai. <laughs> What? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of the LA of Thailand. <laughs> the Beverly no, Hills of Thailand. Of alternative. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, where I know that, for example, onboard announcements would be in Thai and then English. Yeah. I think I would start by any interaction with, oh, do you speak English? Uh, can we? I know that they're probably going to speak English. Yeah. So, I just in think. Thailand. So, to answer your question, no, I don't think you can just. That would be like me expecting them to be absolutely fluent in Greek on an yeah. intra golf flight from Abu Dhabi to. To Dubai, yeah. uh, to uh, Doha, it's, uh, yeah. That's what I feel like. I feel like it's tough as mother tongue English speakers to say that, to be like, no, this is, you can't just board a flight and speak Russian and expect the crew to understand. Yeah. But we also don't know that feeling because we're lucky to True. have English And that's why I think language. it's always like, it, that is like a, a privilege and something yeah. to be aware of and not to abuse. Yeah. That's what I hate. For example, we've spoken before about airport stuff. Like I find it absolutely unacceptable when you've got security personnel thinking, oh, you don't understand English. Let me just shout at you instead then in the same language and screaming yeah. about your liquids. And London Stansted Airport, I'm talking about <laughs> you. Um, God, I haven't been there in years, but that's, <laughs> that's not a problem. Um, the, you know, that I, I hate that yeah. expectation. If you're in an international place, you, you have to be open to the prospect of foreign languages. Yeah, you, I'm not saying you, you have to learn it. Yeah. You need to be understanding yeah. and try your best to communicate because yeah. you notice they don't speak English. But also, I feel like it's kind of, to me, I can't even fathom the idea that I would get on a flight and speak Swedish. Well, exactly. And just expect someone to, exactly. to understand because, you know, I don't speak English. So, so anyway. Would you speak Swedish in Ikea? What in a country besides Sweden? Yeah, <laughs> there's never any Swedish. I feel like everything's written in like Swedish. Here. Yeah, but Hedge, Hemnes, <laughs> yeah. Hakkards, like all these but it's funny not like things. The people working there understand what it says. What is hello in Swedish? Hey, hey, H H E J. Yeah. So it's J Y, like pronounced as a Y. It sounds like hey, just like when you say hey in English, that's hello in Swedish. No, but that's hello. But what is J? Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah yeah. Like my little brother's name is Jacob, yeah. so he's Jakob. Jakob. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's now I'm like that sounds Russian. Because Jakob. The P on maybe Jakob. they were not Russian speakers on your flight. Maybe they were Swedes. <laughs> you just didn't notice. They were from Gothenburg. They were from Gothenburg. You, you haven't <laughs> been home in a while. That's what they speak like these days. Yeah. Um, that's funny about the J thing because of course in Spanish, J yeah. is H I pronounced H. Yeah. Every time someone says. J-A-J-A-J-A I'm thrown off I know it's laughing Yeah But I'm just like This just is not well, One of my friends here His family yeah. name His family name is Hajaji But in Spain That literally <laughs> looks like Ha 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 And I always remind him yeah. Of this uh, It's uh, Yeah Oh god uh, Okay <laughs> Let's get back to aviation yes. Because Just because we're together <laughs> We need to stick to the topic This is still the podcast Yes Um so at 5 a.m. I get up and I'm thinking because of the thunder, I'm thinking, will our flight even be leaving? Will I be 
abandoning Alex after making you change your plans to yeah. see us. You, you say it as if you gave me like weeks notice. You ambush me again. <laughs> Two days notice this 48 time. 48 hours. Yeah. Of which you <laughs> said, better. I might. And then I said like, okay, you know, let me know. And then you messaged me yesterday. Like I booked. Yeah. I arrive at this time. Deal La- with it. Yeah. <laughs> Clear my day. It it's a like Monday. <laughs> last time so, it was an hour. Yeah. So, um, I, especially at DXB, since it's so busy mm. and it's only two runways, it's the holding is just chaotic when there's bad weather. And, you know, I always tell people if there's anywhere you should transit and you'll be good, you, weather won't be a problem. It's the, the Gulf. Gulf. Right. <laughs> so then I, I go on Flight Radar and I see there's like, 15 A380s that have been circling for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, nothing is landing or it's landing super sparsely. And then like uh, by, you know, Musandam in Oman, like the yes. northern part, that's like the Fly Dubai hub. There's like 10 Fly Dubai 737 circling, circling, circling. Yeah. So then I go down to Abu Dhabi, which is where we're flying for. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to see this. And then, oh my God, there's a there was one Etihad flight from Pakistan, I think, mm. or from Jeddah, either of those, an A321, that had been circling for an hour and a half. And just like the the picture was insane. <laughs> there was no consistent pattern. It was <laughs> just like drawing squiggles yeah, like all over the Etihad. Etihad yeah. yeah. So that one diverted to Alain. And I saw my plane was just circling. I was like, okay, this is not going to be good. We get up. We managed. So you knew your aircraft was already... Because uh, it was it had been assigned. yeah. Okay, so then you were able to determine that that registration will be operating your next flight. Yes, and, and it so was it, arriving from where? Amsterdam. So right, it was an overnight flight. Oh, of flight. course, because it was a long haul aircraft. Yeah. Um, but you know, in those scenarios, I mean, it could just change within a second because of something like exactly. Weather. So yeah. I was thinking, hopefully, it does because it's getting right. delayed. To so land. you're not reliant on, yeah. Yeah. So so basically, we're just like, okay, there's no choice because Etihad wasn't delaying the flight. Okay. Which. That's such a pet peeve for me when airlines know that they're going to have many delayed and flights, don't. but they don't officially delay it. Yeah. So you still have to show up to the airport at a certain time. It's just like... The worst ones. I mean, Europe, many many of the carriers do tell you you're going to be delayed, but then there's a little <laughs> note underneath that says, check-in still closes at the same time. Yeah. I'm like, thanks for that. So you've told me I'm leaving <laughs> seven hours late, but, yeah, um, but my check-in is, is as if that, that happened uh, with Lufthansa once in, in Toulouse. Yeah. That Okay. That's not good. This was such a short flight, but it feels like I should be able to do mobile check-in, right? I yeah. couldn't. So we get in a taxi and it the weather was insane. Like we couldn't see anything in front of us, around us. Oh boy. As he's going up on the highway, he's driving at like 60 kilometers an hour. And there's the it turns out the road is just covered in water, but it's so dark that he can't see. So we're just like suddenly in this pond and water is flying in all directions. And I'm just uh, like, okay, sacrificing everything to get to Doha to see I mean, you. I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, had you have you sent me a text sleeping, saying, <laughs> you know, of course I was sleeping. It was four yeah. o'clock in the morning. But uh, had you have sent a text saying, you know, because of the weather, I, I would have realized. See, it's funny. By the time I woke up here, I woke up this morning around 6.57. Yeah. It was clear sky. <laughs> so whatever happened here during the night was in yeah. a very limited way Ugh. but i think maybe dropped a little more on a little harder it dropped on on the on uae, the UAE. Yeah. yeah so we got to the airport 20 minutes margin so not not great but our, by some miracle our flight was not delayed there was no sign that there were any problems at the airport so we were good um you know i'm making a review of the etihad flight it was interesting but the real treat was getting to fly a 787 
10 from Abu Dhabi Such to Doha. a rare breed. Yeah. Isn't it? So rare here. And, it, and the green, green liner. Green liner livery, livery, which of course they got, um, well, they yeah. were hit with, weren't We've they? We've spoken about it in two episodes, We did speak I think. about it, yeah, because so, they so. were greenwashing. Yeah, yeah. So, so that you, was... you flew here in a greenwashing livery. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... There was a lot of problems with smart, the sustainability though. of that flight. <laughs> it oh, was, really? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't so. It was like half full, but they told me the return was overbooked, so that's yeah. where they put it. And it was funny because the crew said even they were shocked when they, I guess, when it was originally scheduled, it was an A three twenty, and then they suddenly they're like, "What a seven eight seven. Yeah. So anyway, that was great. We got here, and now we're sitting face to face. Yeah. All right. Don't yeah. make it weird. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Well, look, I'm glad that you managed to get here in one piece safely. Yeah. I didn't know that I was putting you through the elements because it was your idea to come. So this is wholly on you. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad that we had the opportunity to it. Also, the timing of it is great because yeah. this is typically the day that we record the podcast on. And we know that it's going to be in multiple different feeds as usual. But of course, on YouTube, it's going to be yeah. there in vision. So this will be the first time. And as uh, hopefully we can be doing more of this in the studio whenever uh schedules align yeah. with being in the same destination exactly so unfortunately yeah. we're never gonna have a fully video podcast which i wish i know but we just don't want to like... make a commitment to like choose a city and we both meet there every I know. week <laughs> what like uh what do you think well, tehran no i was thinking slightly more la slightly <laughs> okay more, okay slightly so you'll more... do the 16 hour flight like, to la and back <laughs> every week that would be a commute wouldn't it i mean that one, <laughs> i wouldn't mind it and the 1 a.m departure from here we spoke about it earlier you sleep all night you wake up you have breakfast bam you're in la la land yeah what's not to like actually maybe that that uh governor slash senator no the governor who's gavin the governor Newsom. of california gavin, gavin Newsom. Newsom. he so might be the, the democrat nominee I'm what? I'm I'm listening to all podcasts that indicate that there are still many that are completely in tune with what's going on in the US and yeah. they still think that neither Biden nor Trump will be on the ticket. They think okay. it will be someone else on Please. the Democrat side Please. versus someone else on the Republican side. Maybe Nikki Haley, maybe not because she was just beaten in the Nevada yeah. caucus by anyone else so it was like <laughs> oh, yeah, it wasn't her. a candidate yeah she was uh <laughs> she was beaten by nobody just, yeah that's yeah that's embarrassing i always try to look at what the aviation impact will be on the outcome of these uh elections yeah and because it, it's directly tied in so many areas i mean biden did pass an infrastructure bill that was bipartisan meaning yeah. it involved both the republicans and the uh and the dems and it does have a whole allocation to upgrading u.s airports yeah i hate the way they talk about bridges so much though I, yeah. it's in every presidential speech i feel like, okay again have you seen parks and recreation no no okay what you is haven't that seen a, you haven't you don't even know what it is it's no. like uh you know the office yeah i don't know it's a similar type of uh, it's a bit like veep as well no so veep is a okay it's complicated but the the listeners will know All if right. they've seen it it's basically just another U.S. politics thing, but it's shot in the style of The Office. Uh, I don't know. That makes me think of Bridges. But another great thing his government has done is they've basically implemented things making it di more difficult for U.S. airlines to get out of compensation. Well, that's Pete Buttigieg, isn't it? That's yeah. the transport secretary. He's the guy that I met in, in uh, IKO, Montreal. Your bestie. <laughs> he, he, we spoke about how he said he's going to hold airlines accountable and get them... And that, the consensus of that, regardless to your politics, as a traveler in the U.S. today, 
Are you better protected when it comes to delays and cancellations? 100%. Absolutely. My concern, going back to what I mentioned last week, is that there could be such wide-reaching implications on global aviation based on the next election. Even now, we've, you know, Russian airspace being closed is a huge deal. Yeah. Ukrainian airspace being closed is a huge deal. Not being able to fly over, some airlines aren't flying over Iran. So there's all these different things that... I've Just always, I've always, always, you know, I've always highlighted how aviation is so inherently exposed to these kind of political decisions in geopolitics, and and we have discussed it at, at length. But I think this time is going to be particularly interesting because yeah. nobody quite knows. You started sending me things about how Michelle Obama was going to be on the yeah <laughs> uh, the ticket uh, as a Democrat. Maybe Taylor Swift is going to be. Maybe the deep state is planting Taylor Swift. Because she's a inside so CIA I agent. I wasn't you know? sure if they had Fox News where you've been over the last few weeks, but <laughs> they now <do>. you've just <laughs> confirmed it. Let's or speak about the Super Bowl. So the Super yeah. Bowl happened. Taylor Swift was somehow, and way before the Super Bowl even occurred, the final, was the star because of the fact that she's dating the player. Yes. What's his name? Travis Kelsey. Right. Yeah. And the focus was on if she was going through the magic of aviation to be able to make it from Tokyo to Vegas. And of course we know in aviation, absolutely possible. Yeah. The rest of the world kind of surprised, will she make it? Plenty of times, she didn't even go straight to Vegas. She went to LA. Yeah. So she had a night in her- Just like you would do. (laughs) Exactly what I would do. I read, it said Taylor Swift landed in LA. And obviously I also quickly, you know, tracked her flight for a minute. (laughs) Just see how it's going. Um, I was thinking it justified in order to have a night in her own bed and to repack. And I was like, Absolutely something I would do. So civilized. Yeah. <laughs> That's so I, civilized. I thought it was interesting. She she took VistaJet. She didn't take her own private jet. Yeah. So she took VistaJet, which is something that she never really does. Because, yeah. of course, this is how she's able to be slammed for her emissions. Now, this is the debate that has been everywhere, which is that, is it appropriate that, that Jack Sweeney, this guy who has now become famous, this young college guy yeah. who's tracking her aircraft everywhere, is it appropriate or is it stalking that he is publicly <laughs> showing where this aircraft is going using publicly available information Yeah, and at the same time calculating her emissions? What do you think? Well, we spoke about it last week. It's fine. I think that yeah. people should be held, at least it should be common knowledge if you're polluting a lot. Right. I heard so many like Swifties saying, oh no, she's polluting much less than other people. Right. That's fine. She's we also, also not, she's not, so, she's not taxpayer funded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We can't hold her to account as a as a government leader or someone that's and also as far as I know, she has never specifically championed climate causes, no, right? No. So then she, you can't really accuse her of being a hypocrite. Yeah. The the bit now that we can speak about now the Super Bowl is finished and actually we need to watch the halftime show because that's the Yeah, we're gonna do it. that when this is over. Yeah, I need to see Asha. But the the interesting part is that she flew VistaJet, which is basically, for listeners that don't know, it's like an, uh, a luxury Uber of the skies. You're able yeah. to to book them and they facilitate their aircraft being wherever you need them based on usually the nearest available jets. Did you know that a backup aircraft had flown as well, just in case her aircraft went tech? So she booked two, I guess. So she must two have. flew at the same time. Yeah, the second one departed shortly after. But in case she needed to divert in case into she Pacific, needed maintenance. they would have no, like... It was in case she needed maintenance. Also, VistaJet do not have a maintenance facility in Tokyo. Mm. So they brought a backup aircraft that they literally nicknamed on flight radar, yeah. the backup yeah. something. And uh, these two aircraft had flown 
to the US. Of course, on completion of an uneventful successful flight, Taylor Swift's aircraft goes to LA because it can't apparently get into Vegas because all the slots have been allocated because of the Super Bowl. That's why she didn't do it just because she wanted to go home. Supposedly, uh, that, okay. that's what it could be just because she wanted to yeah. go home. We'll invite her onto the podcast yeah. next week to explain. <laughs> but the other aircraft continued back to uh, uh, another base, so it didn't continue. So, oh. so I mean, it's double the emissions. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if she made some sort of deal that it's like, also, how much promo does VistaJet get because of this? Like, Well, also, this, there's no way we would have known that Taylor Swift was on that aircraft had it not have been cleared with VistaJet. Yeah. Let's just be clear. These aircraft are flying VVIPs globally every single day. This is why these companies exist. We have no idea who is on board. Yeah. The fact that the world knew and VistaJet were confirming that Miss Swift was on this aircraft means it was done in with her permission yeah there's no other conclusion yeah. there the thing i find funny i i feel like i meet VistaJet flight attendants all the time like in line for check-in because you i think they're flying a lot in europe especially like positioning to different right. places so if you're in an intra-european business line many times if there's someone young there and you ask them like what do you try they're traveling for business. Oh, what do you do? I'm a flight that's, attendant. That's, oh. I don't ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just go. My AirPods yeah. are in. I'm <laughs> not know, making eye nice contact. To talk to strangers. Yeah, it's, sometimes. Yeah, not, not in there. Not always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, fine. The I have to say, I wonder if you you know that meme. Oh, girl. Wait, no. How does it go? Oh, girl, the ghetto. You know that one? No. Okay, listen. See. Thank goodness we have listeners who understand what I'm saying. Oh, no. I feel like that's what Taylor Swift. You're more felt millennial like. than me. Yeah, millennial Gen yeah. Z. Well, that's millennial cuts off at 97. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it cuts off at the end of March. Yeah, so I'm millennial <laughs> exactly. and yours Gen Z. Exactly. That's why I know the memes. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's what that phrase. Oh, girl, the ghetto is how Taylor Swift felt boarding this jet. Maybe. May or she was Mr. like, jet is great. Yeah. No, I'm sure, but I was actually. For the first time ever, because of that, I thought about what does it actually mean to have your own private jet? Like mm. all your stuff is the, like your blanket, whatever you want. Like, well, I, it just becomes an extension of your apartment, your yeah. home, your whatever. How but insane the, the, is that? The more insane part is the way in which you rock up whenever you yeah. rock up and yeah. there's no security and there's no queuing. And you just, <sighs> the, the, the few times, I think I, I've flown private about Less than 10 times, let's say. Relatable. And most of the time in a work capacity. Yeah. And it's always that bit, I think, that would strike me every time, which is like, wow, yeah, we're, we're really going when our car pulls up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I have never flown private. so no, Not even once not even you know not even a little private <laughs> <laughs> not even not even something a, a little bit private yeah just like just like normal people oh you had that saudi flight last month that was half empty yeah there we yeah, go that's because it was like, something <laughs> i love how people are like you know once i flew premium economy <laughs> that was great and i'm like i have never flown private not even once <laughs> No, I'm just surprised in your capacity as a YouTuber that, for example, there isn't a big company that's wanted to collaborate. That's no, what I mean. Have, I know that we're not them. sitting here like, oh, we, we book private. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. We are commercial kids. Yeah. Commercial business. <laughs> commercial with fast track. <laughs> yeah. And 1A, inshallah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, although, you know, I did fly economy here. I'm flying economy. As you tonight. should. It was a 30 minute flight. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I would do that. 
<laughs> sure. Stop it. Oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> I, my, I know you do. I know you do. Three yeah. weeks ago. Where? Uh, to Heathrow with BA operated by Finnair. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man of the people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I hate this image you tried to portray of me. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very honest image. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. The news this week. The one thing, I feel like it hasn't been that much in the news this week. It hasn't. Compared we just week. noticed it. Yeah. Wait, what are you thinking? I'm talking about the Vision Pro. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Because this, the first few days, it was everywhere. Yeah. And do you know people that have got them? That have got not it? a soul, not yeah. a person. Okay, I know two people. Okay, the people you fly private jets with. <laughs> no, they were using it commercially. Okay, <laughs> don't come at me or my friends. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so um, now, now I'm scared. <laughs> I'm in Qatar, very vulnerable situation. Anyway, one phone call. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know what the phone call's about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry, can I have one medium pizza with, yeah. <laughs> without pepperoni? And make it not vegan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a vegan. That's what you'll do to get revenge. Yeah. On yeah. Oh, this is vegan cheese, Dan. <laughs> and oh, then I'll get horrible stomach yeah. problems. <laughs> so so anyway, um, don't you feel like it's so dystopian? Like yeah, I'm, in public, it feels so dystopian. It looks a bit Black Mirror, doesn't it? Not it a looks, bit. It looks very it looks, Black Mirror. Yeah. Okay. I love what I have seen in terms of the screen recordings that I've seen. Yeah. Where they're like this, right? And I saw someone in like a Delta cabin. And he's got his emails there. His, his Netflix series here. He has uh, open tabs of iMessages there. And he's like looking around. He can still see every passenger in the cabin. Yeah. He can still, you know, remain part and in tune with his surroundings and society. Yeah. But when I then saw a video of him and he sat in this middle seat like this yeah. with these big <laughs> goggles on and doing this and... A, I was like, I'm not being that guy. <laughs> no. So I don't know how I feel about it. It's yeah. my honest answer. I feel like actually the one place it would be acceptable is on a plane because yeah. it's like escapism. You want to you wanna feel like you're not on a crowded, busy plane. You can put up like... When do they come out here, for example? In the, I have no idea when they're coming out in... I don't know where they're out besides the U.S., Maybe, yeah, maybe it is out here. Yeah, I, I really think it's a very slow launch. I can imagine, like, I get comfortable like this, I pop them on, and I watch a movie. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to be doing this. No, typing. Wait, I'm they go be, like this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be like that, right? And then I'm like, doesn't that already exist? Yeah. Oh, Isn't yeah. There, like, hasn't it existed for about yeah. 10 years? I think In terms the, of, like, classic VR? Yeah. But I think VR gives me motion sickness. And it just feels like, why are you wearing a big, heavy headset? You can just watch it on the IFE. But, yeah. And actually, that's a good point because, like, for example, QSuite has HDMI. Yeah. So you can already plug your laptop into the screen. Have you tried screen. it, though? No. No, it doesn't mirror your laptop. Oh, what, so what is it for? I can't remember how, how, you can, how you can activate it, but it doesn't mirror the laptop. Because like that, for example, you could plug it in and play Netflix. Yeah. But you, you can't. So what is the I point? can't remember. That's what, there's so many airplane seats where I'm like, also the NFC thing. Yeah, has anyone ever yeah. used any NFC on any, do you know there are, which seats that I just Some brand have a new meeting seats. with? Some brand new seats. Yeah, because I just flew, what was it? I just flew some Short brand haul. new plane. I flew a brand new plane a couple of weeks ago. Me too. 
and it had NFC, and I was like, "Me too." And I was like, "I can't believe they made that decision." Yeah, <laughs> I've never what, let let the listeners for? get in touch with us, see if they yeah. they can honestly say that. Well, I know some, for example, like JetBlue, right? You order your food, don't you, on the screen? You can, so you can tap to pay. But actually, no. On JetBlue, you swipe your card oh under God. the IFE. There's like a swipe thing. You just go on their old seats. I don't know. I don't know how it is. Well, I kind of get it in the US with the US culture, but in terms of shopping and things like that. Yeah. But I don't understand when I'm on an intra-European flight why there is an NFC. Also, duty-free has disappeared on most flights yeah. because it was so heavy. Yeah. And for what the airlines are able to save in weight, actually, it's offset by the fact that they you know, they, they don't I need know. duty-free. And so it's it's all right. So, yeah, I don't know. Let them let the listeners get in touch with us at least and we can see if anyone has figured out a way to use those NFCs. Yeah. And if so, what we're using them for. You know, the thing I miss about in-flight magazines, no, in-flight shopping is just seeing what airplane models they have. Like, I know. I always used to love to be like, ooh, fantasize about buying it. Never really buy it, but be like, oh, this one. I, I would buy it. If I was a kid, that would be like, that would yeah. be that would be my treat. As like, I would know, especially if it was an airline that... I mean, for example, when Monarch were around, and I, I told you we used to fly Monarch yeah. constantly. We were the highest tier of their frequent fly program, and, and that was commuting back to um, Spain. And on some flights, the magazine would be updated to offer a different aircraft model. So on some, it would be a 320 that they're selling, then it would be 321, then it would be a 757. No, just based on that month or that season. So I, I would the first thing I would do is you know sit down, open the magazine, flick, always at the back, isn't it? Yeah. And then find the aircraft model. That's nice. And then I'd be waiting, waiting, waiting. Don't fall asleep, Alex. Don't fall asleep. You need to be awake when they're... And then like nine times out of ten, they'd be like, oh, we don't have... Because, you know, maybe they stock one per yeah. flight and somebody's purchased it on the outbound or whatever. But I was able to rack up a lot of... Uh, I think people still... I mean, we both have a lot of models, I think. Yeah, right? we do. I, I just don't buy them on planes. I buy them. No. I bought a lot in Shanghai. I, I don't remember the last time <laughs> I bought one. Yeah. I think I, I accumulate because I get given as gifts yeah. or as, you know, working or visiting an airline or something. It's kind yeah. of common practice to receive a model. It is a great gift to give Avgeeks. Like, yeah. I would never be sad to receive a plane model, although at this point I wouldn't know where to put it. It's the problem. One, one time when I was coming back from Azores, the Azores, there's nine islands in the yeah. Atlantic. I know. The, the departure, just before departure, the team at the airline presented me with like an eight foot model it was huge and i was like um hand <laughs> luggage only yeah and so we checked it in yeah in a box and where in a box and like bubble wrapped it and i was flying on that only weekly flight that was going direct to gatwick Ooh, shudder and uh the yeah and it, it arrived in one piece amazingly and where is it now in the uk it's in the uk yeah well i, I was never able to put it up because just yeah. the space of it is crazy it's one of those that as you walk into an airline an airline headquarters I love that they have on presentation it's one of those yeah with the three tripod oh wow. legs yeah and it stands on the floor it stands on the floor and wow. it's like comes up to a decent height and it's huge and it's got the it's the a330 which now they don't even have so actually this is a decent model i've just remembered that yeah you should like put it on your balcony or something i mean it yeah. would get dirty but it would also look really cool to have it figure it out yeah so back to okay back to nfc and then back to the main topic you know who should have nfc which i'm like why haven't they introduced it yet ryanair or like low cost, low cost yeah amazing why, why is it in q suite and not on Ryanair. So that people can just go crazy ordering things. No barrier. Just order from your seat. Deep, 
pay and then people are spending more money. Yeah. The crew doesn't, you know, they can prepare more food in the galley. They're not passing through. 100%. It makes sense. I mean, it's uh, the the UK airlines specifically, the low cost ones, like need to innovate, don't they? If, yeah. to, if they're going to be able to, when you see what the US is continuing to pump out with the new Southwest cabins that are yeah. And, and also, um, in recent weeks, Delta and United have come forward to also show that they're renovating and renovating. Yeah. I just feel there is much more of an effort for all that's wrong with US aviation. There's much more of an effort into making sure that they're constantly updating their cabins. In the UK, a cabin is introduced. That same cabin flies for 26 years. I know. You know? Who knows when when Club Suite will be phased yeah. out for something yeah. new. Well, there's something big coming at British Airways soon. Yeah. Oh, Oh, new first class. No, no, no. There are big things coming at British Airways soon. That's all I'll say for now. I will have more of the details over the coming weeks. Uh, okay, this yeah. is frustrating. Yeah, there's like not more than one thing. Okay. More than two things. More than even three things. Interesting. Yeah. They Stay are... tuned. I will have it here for you on the podcast. Okay. This, if all goes to plan, should be a big year for British Airways. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to see Do you play any instruments? I play piano. Should we learn? Oh, I, why Why did we learn the same language and the same in- instrument? Imagine you if play we play piano? Could, yeah. What's it like the first time we've met each other? I know. I know. I didn't know what language you learned, what instrument you played. I didn't know you played piano properly. Well, well, yeah, but I don't really do it nowadays, but I yeah. did, you know. I have a piano. And everything. You have a piano. In London, yeah. I don't know. I just can't see you playing piano. Like, yeah. may, okay, maybe, but I love it when there's pianos in public places. I go straight to it and start playing. You do not in yeah. airports. <laughs> you do. Not. Yeah, I would. That is the biggest lie I've ever heard. Uh, mostly in train stations. If I'm passing to a train station, you do not play piano. I do, in train and I do that thing where I make out that I can't play. So I'm like da da da, and then I start playing like Coldplay. You. D- Okay, yeah. this is like the biggest plot twist. I'm about surprised you. you didn't know. Because you don't like that kind of attention in public. No, but so I like playing piano. So you're sitting at like Clapham l- Junction playing. Well, I don't go to Clapham Junction. <laughs> so where you okay, were born? Yeah, that's why. Well, first Fulham and then Explains a lot. <laughs> I'm joking. I've got nothing. Two years, it's a very trendy area. One year in Fulham, three years in Clapham Junction, and then moved to East Sussex. And that's then where it went down. Sweden. Yeah, when I was nine. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Back to VR. Before we go to VR, yeah, I, I mentioned Gatwick. Yeah, have you seen the news about ETA? What? What about ETA Airways, <laughs> yeah, national carrier of Italy, is withdrawing entirely from London Heathrow Airport? <gasps> Can you imagine? But they're supposed to be a premium Sky Team flag carrier, Sky Team airline, gone from the end of March. Interesting. And that's what switching to Heathrow. Well, sorry, switching to Gatwick, of course. Why? They didn't have the slots. The slots were in a lease arrangement deal with Etihad back when Alitalia was in bed with Etihad and all the other kind of failed airlines at the time. Air Berlin, rest yeah, in peace. Yeah. And Nikki. they, <laughs> Nikki, yeah. Who else was it? It was all uh, Etihad L- Regional who flew to Cambridge. Yeah, from Switzerland. On a Saab or something. That is the most random thing to ever When I was studying, it used to come over me and I used to be like, this is crazy. (laughs) I wonder if they had the same boarding music, like Nicole Kidman boards. It was was just such a bizarre thing. Anyway, the the arrangement as per the restructuring and then the end of Alitalia and the rise of ITA 
means that the lease agreement for the slots, and of course slots are incredibly difficult, as you know, at London Heathrow yeah. Airport, it is absolutely next to impossible. If you're on an airline and you want to fly to Heathrow, you just can't. Yeah. It's impossible. The last we know about money exchanged in terms of an airline trying to buy a slot is an example that involved Oman Air, and each slot was around sixty million pounds. Yeah, I mean, it's which just is about seventy-five million, seventy seventy-five million US. A little bit more. Dollars, you know, yeah. yeah. So we know that the slots, as part of the arrangement, that they have are up at the end of uh, March, and then they're not able to obtain them. And so, and so the latest update. I'm not sure. This is this is what I was literally reading this ten minutes before we came on air, and I was trying to, to figure out now: does this mean that they by default go back to Etihad, or does that mean they go into the pool where Etihad will be uh, looking oh. for a, a buyer? Which of course they won't have to look too hard because there's a big waiting list. We shall see. But the National Car of Italy to only be flying to London Gatwick is nothing short of a shame. I'm sorry. I know. Okay. Someone just asked us on, in a Q&A about how, oh, they've got 321s now with actual yeah, business class I, cabins <laughs> flying on a premium route to, to Heathrow. Well, they're now going to Gatwick, so... Okay. I think if you view it rationally, it's like, first of all, they don't have basically any connectivity in London because they're not part of the transatlantic joint venture. So they're not connecting people to Virgin Atlantic. So that's sort of one reason not to fly to Heathrow. But they are doing SkyTeam connections. Yeah, but... I mean, for example, I would I would see I, I know somebody who flew to South Korea with yeah. Korean Air via Heathrow from from Rome from Rome. Yeah, but okay, they can send people via Amsterdam or via Paris instead. Yeah, which is fine, I'm sure. Pay lower fees, of course. And then the other thing I see is that in terms of business travel, there's not that many Sky Team loyalists yeah. in the UK. They are. It's the- going to be. obviously one world british airways then star alliance so you know it would be connected a lot of connecting passengers or people just flying between rome and london but i really feel like if there was any national carrier that was going to withdraw it makes more sense for them to do it than for you know finnair which is in joint venture i just think the optics of the fact that you know in 2024 the national carrier of italy doesn't fly to London Heathrow Airport, which yeah. is which is Britain's only hub airport, <laughs> is just a bit weird. It is. It it's is a bit of a shame. It shows because Gatwick is so leisure, so low cost. <laughs> yeah, you but know. but then again, no Emirates matter how flies, many attempts. Yeah, but Emirates flies A380s, you know, with first class. So I'm always curious, like, who's you know, on it? Yeah, it's. It, I mean, there's a lot of wealth in there South is, England. and that's that's yeah. it, it's not uh, London Gatwick itself isn't doesn't just cater to a low cost demographic. It's just that the low cost carriers have dominated with full force at London Gatwick, yeah. which wasn't part of their initial strategy, by the way. I mean, they they've always wanted to have and how, premium service airlines. And how do they afford Gatwick? Because shouldn't Gatwick try to go more premium and then just let them do Luton and Stansted? Or, or so just I think the, the costs involved are like halved compared to Heathrow so I mean if they were you know if they're operating to Heathrow yeah. then they can definitely get to, to Gatwick S- still difficult to get into one of the world's busiest airports yeah you know busiest single runway airports at least yeah you know what ETA should do what if they launched A220 flights to city airport they are oh they are I don't know if it's on an A220 it must be yeah yeah so they already fly to city from Milan okay um, from Rome they will be 
So in this announcement, it's that they'll be going to both Gatwick and City. So I guess maybe that offsets it a bit. Yeah. City is great to fly into. I mean, it's so much better. So when easy. people are like, Heathrow is London's premier airport. It's like, it's quite impractical in many ways. Yeah. City is just like unbelievable. That's what's so confusing about London. You have like everything from City Airport, which is like, when does check-in close for most flights to City Airport? Usually 20 minutes before. That's insane. Yeah. Like, which other city has that? I know. And then you also have, like, Luton and Sandstead. They're also London. Yeah. But they're nightmares to yeah. travel. And, and to terribly them. connected and, yeah. you know, just poorly run in many scenarios. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to Q&A. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, this question is from Ryan. He says, hi, Alex. Love your podcast. Thank you. It's one that I do yeah. with Dan. Uh, I'm just sitting he's here. He's been a great <laughs> guest for 22 weeks, but I'm glad I have the recognition I deserve for this. Thank you, Ryan. That was Ryan's question. No, I'm joking. He says, Why is Dan on the podcast? <laughs> he says, This was my podcast of the year in 2023, and I can't wait to get more from you guys in 2024. Seriously? Yeah. As a proud Kiwi, I'm very attached to Air New Zealand news, and I wonder if you guys had any opinions on the Skynest product they released some years ago and the cabin layouts like this in general. What things do you see airlines like Air New Zealand doing to ensure the safety and comfort of passengers? Thanks a lot and love from SHA. The Skynest is fascinating because... Yeah. Okay, funny being in Qatar. Do you remember at ITB Berlin? Yes. When Qatar Airways was promising they were revolutionizing economy class. Yeah. And we were going wild thinking of what concepts they were going to have. Are they going to have diagonal seating? Yeah. Are they going to have... Quads. You know, yeah, <laughs> qu- those uh, several layers of seats. Yeah. And the way they hyped it up, everyone was going wild thinking, what are they going to do? But it was just a new seat model, wasn't it? It was literally... Everyone was talking that's the seat like, model that's supposed to be debuting on the 321s that will come in 2026. Yeah, so they, that was kind of a that very the, that Allegra was, thing of that, them to do. Right, it was very, very, I mean, that was, what, 2018? Yeah, or seven, yeah, it was Something many like years ago. Yeah. So, Skynest, so, though. Yeah. This is a revolutionary economy product because these are basically the bunk beds, right? Yes. True beds in economy class. It's Now, of course... Insane. Bunks on board an aircraft, nothing new. Yeah. But not for passengers, <laughs> for crew. Yeah. So now for the first time ever, it will be for passengers. From my understanding, Air New Zealand were going to be introducing this in a way that you rent them for a period of the flight. Exactly. Four-hour periods, I think. Yes, four-hour periods. Did, I don't remember if we... I feel like we should have read up on this, but this is what... the I, I, I remember cause I, because I was in the prototypes of these at Airbus. Yeah. I remember the price being quite reasonable. I think it was either $200 or like... Something like that. Two to $400, something for a four-hour window for yeah. one bed. And so the idea is that you are an economy class passenger, you book your normal economy class ticket, and as an ancillary revenue extra, so as an, an additional add-on to your purchase, you purchase four hours yeah. in one of these bunks so that you're guaranteed four hours of what should be decent sleep. Yeah. In a bed. Yeah. Actually, now that now that I think about it, it has to be like 400 Because think about it. If it was $200... Everyone would be doing it. Yeah. For a 16-hour flight, that's $800. We'll check the, Compare that to the price of business. It's so much more worth it in that case. We'll, we'll check the pricing of it. But yeah. It is... The okay. concept I love. It is amazing. I feel like... 
it is interesting to see how economy class passengers will respond to this because (laughs) did i tell the story on the podcast of oscar's friends who we were traveling with they were flying pegasus oh i didn't tell rings a bell yeah yeah, they were flying pegasus on a 5 a.m flight and i was trying to tell them please book extra legroom book the emergency exit and i didn't it's 15 dollars per person for a five-hour flight it's gonna be worth it and they're just like oh it took me an hour to convince them every reason then we go out to dinner and they're like beers okay they're 20 dollars each no problem no thought and i'm just like a five-hour flight at 5 a.m you didn't even want to add stuff so for me when people think about flying for some reason their brains go to Maybe because they've been Ryanairified or something. They're like, I do not want to spend an extra dime on and this. And yet they're more wasteful in the rest of society on the ground. Yeah. 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 It, it is interesting. I think that, for example, if you're sick, on a, it's horrible to think these are the people who, who will be using it. But I was very sick on my flight home from Kenya because right. we couldn't change it. Like I had been sick the whole time we were in Kenya and I was in economy class and I was just it was a, a five hour flight. And I was just suffering. Oh, dear. I would have paid anything to have a bed like Air New Zealand offers to just lie flat yeah. and get some rest, you know? Well, that's funny because, so I think this concept is great, right? And you can book as an economy class passenger guaranteed rest in these bunks. Yeah. I have concerns. One, claustrophobia. These bunks are claustrophobic for crew. They are used to and trained on these things. I don't know how the average passenger is going to feel getting into these small confined compartments. I guess anyone that has booked it will have thought this through. Not necessarily. Two, hygiene. What is the time between each passenger and how thoroughly are these going to be cleaned mid-flight when the crew are being demanded elsewhere for a full service in the galley? to clean the bathrooms and so on and so on. So if you've just slept in there for four hours and then someone does a, a quick spruce in there, yeah. that's, that's nice. not going to be fine with me. Yeah. Yet. And if someone is sick, like I said, because well, they want a bed. Even worse, right? Yeah. So the hygiene thing I have a bit of a thing about, and we won't know until it's been implemented as to how they're going to overcome this. For sure, they're going to say in the beginning that they are absolutely, there's uh, 45 minutes between and the crew are going to do a, a deep clean or something. Yeah. In reality, that's going to last a week. Yeah. Okay, we both know this. So how are they going to protect the hygiene side of things in these bunks? I'm not sure. Third thing, of course, snoring. Yeah. Somebody passing gas. Yeah, the gas. You know, the, the, the whole thing that com- that comes with, for example, you've slept many nights, haven't you, in those pods in Asia? <laughs> those pod <laughs> Not hotels. many nights, but I have. I mean, it's more hard. than five. <laughs> Is not it, consecutive. No, I, I yeah, mean, I think it's maybe three nights only because I hate it. Like I, t- ten out of ten, do not recommend staying. In everyone's a alarms hotel. goes off. Yeah, like off. three a.m. Someone's alarm goes off. People are coming in and out. It's, I mean, it's better than a hostel, which yeah. thankfully I haven't stayed at in a long time. But it's still not. Wouldn't recommend. Um, That's the concern I have with with this Skynest product. Yeah, really. <laughs> but they are, they are ripping up how economy class is done. Yeah. But Air New Zealand do that with the... Sky Couch. Yeah. You have to give so much credit to Air New Zealand, yeah. even though their business class seat is old, yeah. not great. They're introducing a new one that also isn't revolutionary. Yeah. When it comes to economy class, they are amazing. Yeah. And they were some of the first to let you order 
snacks and drinks through the entertainment system. Yeah. I remember coming across that like in the early 2010s in some YouTube video and being like, what? You can just click all the snacks you want and the crew bring, bring it. it to you. That's amazing. It's so, better yeah. than in a hotel. Air New Zealand is awesome. I mean, I, I like that awesome. they have that focus on, on economy class passenger comfort because the majority of people in the world are flying economy and very often it's not the focus. So, yeah. you know, it, it should be the focus. That's where comfort is required more than anywhere. And yeah. especially if there's anywhere on earth, it's New Zealand because so it's far so away far. From... The nearest flight is three hours to Australia. <laughs> so even that is quite a long flight than anywhere else. You're... Yeah. yeah, it's it's kudos to them yeah. for that. Air New Zealand are the real economy innovators, I have to say. And New Zealand. Yes. Okay, sorry. We... No, no, no. We got <laughs> absolutely hammered for the no, we got so hammered. Wait, We are not doing guys, that. Guys, there was a review that was killing me on some. How did I see it? Somehow we got a review in Australia, I think, okay. on Apple Podcast that said, "Oh my God!" I sent it to you. Yeah, it was like great show. I just wish that Alan and Dan would stop doing those terrible Australian accents. Well, at least he didn't think it was Alex doing the accent. He's con- <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it was, was Alan. Alan. It was it? That's not me. Alan. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this question is from Andrew. He says, "Have you guys thought about doing?" There's two questions here. Have you guys thought about doing a meetup before? He's put Gothenburg, Los Angeles, <laughs> London, Amsterdam. I go with LA. You? Yeah, LA. We'll do it. LA would be great. We'll do an LA one. Yeah. Uh, he also says, have you guys ever status matched your airline status with a different airline? Easy process, lots of hurdles. Have you done it? Usually easy, yeah. I, I used to do it all the time back in my desperate yeah. days. I did it once upon a time with Turkish Airlines. Oh. I matched Etihad Platinum. That is so random. Yeah. (laughs) I also did it in the summer recently with United. Oh, so you have Star Alliance status. So I have Star Alliance Gold through United, yeah. Did you do a challenge? Because I don't know if they have status. Did a status challenge or what? It required me to take one United flight within something like six months. Yeah. So I think I'm in the last month of it. And I'm not flying United anytime soon. Next month, next month. I mean, never month. say never. Yeah. So, so I, have I, United. I think it's a great thing. But I, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say go for it. Yeah. I've done it many times. Yeah. The last there are a few airlines doing it right now. Virgin Atlantic. Yes. Um, it's, sometimes it's a bit restrictive with like where you can live and, and that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. Yeah. Like, but, not know, I mean, it's what we've but of course, like I remember back in the days when I almost only flew economy yeah. then i would do like a circle of status match so i'd be like star alliance to sky team sky team to That's one clever. world one world to star alliance when that one's expiring and just continue like that beyond asks how often do you guys switch frequent flyer programs and do you have status in all alliances who are you with at the moment or have you been with oh good question yeah so we you we kind of got your answer so i am one world emerald yeah and that's uh, from Qatar Airways Privilege Club, Platinum. Okay. But that's, and that's through Alliance. earning. That's not through a status match. Yeah. And you're united. Oh, something. and so I use that to match to get Star Alliance Gold. Yeah. And then I was also Sky Team through ETA. Yes, I did. That That was the last one I did. Yeah. So so at one point I was all three. Yeah. I don't know if I've still got Sky Team. The I ETA haven't checked. one was so useless because in the beginning they hadn't really, no one knew what it was. No. So the I remember didn't even work. Yeah, I remember checking in for Delta at LaGuardia. <laughs> and I was like, hey, here's my loyalty card. I'm like uh, Sky Team Elite Plus with ETA. 
And they went, what? <laughs> I went, you know, the Italian airline, Italian national airline, Alitalia. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they don't exist anymore. It's, exist. it's Ita. She was like, honey, I've never heard of this airline in my life. And they certainly are not partnered with Delta. He said no accents. Hey, I can do a New York accent. That is That's your accent. What you <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like my. That's like me saying accent. I'm going to do a London accent now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> accents make life more fun. I think it's good to do accents. So, okay, so you have United and yeah, Guitar. and you know what I use the Star Alliance Gold for? Well, apart from when I'm flying Star Alliance, it's nice to to be gold. Uh, free upgrades on the Heathrow Express. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Quick flash of the Star Gold card, <laughs> yeah. and you're fine. But of course, I think to answer the question fully, one word emerald I think is the most valuable, oh. the most valuable, and I uh, I leverage the benefits completely, especially 100%. with access and baggage and priority and everything. It's yeah. uh, a, a true game changer. Yeah. I don't think it's overrated trying to chase one word emerald. Not at all, especially yeah. with a good airline because I've had it with BA. It just expired, so I'm now Sapphire, yeah. but I'm trying to get it again. Yeah, I feel like with BA, the benefits are like, okay you get the good alliance benefits but with if you're emerald with qatar for example you get so much more you get almaha services for free you get al safwa which you don't get with normal one world emerald so yeah. there's a lot of more benefits i'm also singapore airlines gold oh that's which nice. i did through is that equivalent to star, star gold, gold yeah. okay because you know how sometimes airline gold can be equivalent to yeah, star somewhere. silver or something yeah. yeah so that was through during COVID, they had a campaign where if you transferred a certain number of credit card points, you would get status. Mm. So, and the crazy thing is that style has that status has been valid for four years wow. from that one transfer. So that's amazing. Um, so you have Star Alliance Gold. I do. I what don't are know you with that one expires. World? One World Sapphire right now because my okay. Emerald. Oh no, I have okay. I have Emerald through American, but that that's because I did a status match from Hyatt. It's it's weird that expires soon. Right. I'm not going to be able to. To continue it so for um, example if you leave here flying qatar would you yeah. have your one world number in the booking yeah 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 so i can oh, get emerald would. but i mean it's not like flying it doesn't really you don't get you. first class check-in here right no you have yeah. to be yeah so oh, sorry okay so then um i have united silver which okay. you get when you're a marriott titanium you get it for free yeah i love it when there's a hotel crossover i love it yeah and then the last thing i'm now going for air france klm status oh. i want to get i i just like i like air france klm i think they're besides finnair they're my favorite airlines in europe goodness that's my you know i would rather fly them than ba yeah. and they have quite good benefits when you get okay Paris status so so yeah maybe i just feel like a little insight into what's in a in our in our loyalty point card section wallets. of our wallet yeah. yeah okay final question is from chris he says when is the best time to check for a good price on an upgrade 24 hours before the flight an hour or one week okay i mean it depends on the airline doesn't it yeah it very much does i'd say you have to start assessing from a, a week or i'd say start when you book from when you book of course yeah because then sometimes there will be uh, offers immediately if you go to manage my booking yeah Qatar I know almost always has like almost some offer always. but it changes so yeah the price fluctuates and it yeah. doesn't necessarily increase no sometimes it steadily increases and then drops before the flight yeah. or vice versa or sometimes the special offer is identical to what just pricing up a regular upgrade would be yeah. so it does depend on the airline but be checking throughout would yeah. be my because my I remember with Qatar I 
there was a flight recently, which I didn't end up taking, but it was Delhi to Doha. And when I booked, it was literally like, do you want to upgrade now for, it was like $2,000 or something for a four hour flight. I was like, no, thank you. That's a lot. And then all of a sudden, like three days before the flight, I get an email saying the currency conversion from Indian rupees was, do you want to upgrade for $300? Wow. That's how much the price went down. So of course I would have done it, but I didn't end up taking the flight. I ended up canceling. Yeah. So that was great. For example, Emirates is known to offer good points upgrades last minute. But yeah. then you need Emirates points. Lufthansa Group as well. Last minute, you can ask at the gate or when you check in. Yeah. So it's it's hard to say a consistent thing, but just check all the time. And just because it's bad at the beginning doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's that gonna it's going to be Correct. It can change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our tip. I mean, we both upgrade now and then. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, of course, I just feel like it adds uncertainty, which, you know, is not preferable. It's yeah. better to try to find a good deal Solutions or use before. your points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Um, British Airways, actually, I just have to say, I know they allow you to book a ticket yeah. with Avios that is, I don't know what they call it. It's like pay cash and upgrade. Mm. So while you're booking, you pay the cash price of, let's say, premium economy but, but you use the Avios getting, yeah, for the difference use, for the upgrade. Exactly. And that's it's cool. confirmed when I you I didn't book. know that, actually. Yeah. So that that's pretty sweet. Cool. Well, look. Wow. I'm keeping an eye on the time. I think this wraps up our first ever episode in person. Yeah. Hopefully, we can recreate this in a cool new studio I one know. time. We will. We will. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Here, there. Anywhere. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it sorted. We'll get yeah. it sorted. But uh, yeah, I'm pleased to see you here in Qatar. It's great to be here. Let's let's go out so you can see a bit of the city before uh, before the sun goes down. It. it was it was great to have this moment with you guys as always, and with you, Alex. And we'll we'll talk next week remotely somehow. Yes, yes. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening, and we shall see you next week on air. Bye bye. See you later.